Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks, where we're all about good friends and real talk. And it's just the uh, the true OG crew today, Ryan Schmelz and Jeffrey Gordon. And <laughs> so the reason we're doing this pod, we had a schedule this week. We were going to talk about uh, Winning Time, the new HBO series that's about the rise of the Lakers dynasty in the 80s. But uh, and we were also planning on talking about the final four or not the final four, the uh, NCAA March Madness uh, at the time of this recording. The brackets just got released a couple hours ago, but then uh, something else had to happen, Jeff. And that is uh, it looks like Tom Brady's coming back. What are the odds? <laughs> I had just sat down on the couch after um, eating dinner and I pull up my phone and I was shocked. Let's just say that everyone was talking that he may come back, but I honestly did not believe it. This is just a fascinating story because, you know, the the rumors happened like within days after he retired. Like, well, I mean, he's retired, but he might not be. I mean, Bruce Arians didn't even <laughs> didn't even like deny any 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 invitation for Tom to come back, you know, uh, if you've seen his press conferences. And, and so, and obviously too, you know, last time we saw him, he was at the top of his game. He was in the, he was a finalist for the MVP. You know, his team was a couple plays away from being in the NFC championship. So, you know, there was a shock value cause you thought that with Tom Brady, when he finally did it, he would be at peace with the decision. But like at the same time, we know Tom Brady's love for the game. It's well published and we know that he's still very healthy and capable of playing. So it's like a shock, but it's also like not surprising. Yeah, it was a 40 day retirement, I think is what I saw online. And it's not shocking in a way. And it is shocking, like you said, Ryan, because just six hours before this happened, he was tweeting out pictures of him and his sons on vacation overseas. So I mean, their dad is going to be gone for another NFL season soon. Uh, He's going to be 45 years old, 23 seasons. We've never seen anything like it. And I wonder if all the reshuffling of the quarterbacks that we've seen this week have something to do with it. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, you know, we haven't really heard the official reason, I believe, as at the time of this recording as to why. Uh, obviously, I mean, love for the game is one reason why, you know, but he hasn't really gone into too many details about what went into the decision. Um, I think, you know, Adam Schefter, uh, I believe, tweeted out that he has already contacted every Bucks player who's potentially going to be a free agent to see if he can run it back with the same crew. Um, it's And I think one thing that probably had to play into it is just how wide open the NFC is right now. You know, you just, Ru- Russell Wilson's no longer in the division. Um, it, it it's it it's got to be you know that might have to play a factor here. I'm not quite sure. That's like the the, the first thing that I thought of in the NFC. You got to get obviously through Matthew Stafford, but after that you have Dak, uh, Kyler Murray. If that team could get past the first round, but it seems pretty wide open now uh, compared to the AFC, and I think that was part of the decision. If he didn't think that he could play at a high level, I don't think he would come back. But I just think it's hilarious because we did this two times already. We did it prematurely that Saturday when Adam Schefter leaked his retirement 
back in January. And then two days later, we did it again when he actually announced his retirement. So when he actually does retire for real sometime in the future, nobody is going to believe it. Uh, Yeah. And it really did feel like this was always going to be something. If Tom was going to retire, you felt like he really would have nothing left in the tank. And when he, when he initially announced his retirement, it's like, okay, yeah, your age obviously has to play in it. You know, your family's, your, your family's desire to spend more time with you has been pretty well published, but at the same time, I mean, he's having too much success. It it was, that was always my initial thought when, when he announced his retirement in the first place, I was like, man, he's walking away from something pretty good right now. Yeah. He, his team is still pretty damn stacked. They won a Super Bowl two years ago. If I was him, I would have just retired after that Super Bowl. He had nothing left to prove and he doesn't anyway. But the fact that he's still playing at this age is insane. He is the greatest athlete of all time. And it's taken me a lot of years to realize what I was watching because I hated the Patriots for such a long time. And I know Ryan being an AFC guy too, probably feels the same way. Uh, we, we, this is definitely, uh, what we found at this podcast, it was definitely the, we were definitely not the biggest, uh, Tom Brady fanboys. Let's just put it that way. And I guess when we added Eric, we kind of counterbalanced that, <laughs> but, uh, where do you think this puts the bucks in terms of Super Bowl contention for next year, especially, uh, competing in the NFC? Well, I would say the Rams are going to be the favorites to get back because it, it's, it feels like Aaron Donald is going to come back and Sean McVay. I know there was some uncertainty after the Super Bowl, but they got to be number one. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are at it again. He signed a big contract. So I think they're going to be third. And it depends on what the Saints do because the Saints, as of this recording, are in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. If the Saints get Deshaun Watson, I think that um, New Orleans would possibly be the best team in that division. Yeah, and and the NFC, obviously, we're going to have a couple surprises there. I mean, we could probably put down bets to see what the team is going to be. You know, the the NFC version of the Bengals next year or kind of like the Philadelphia Eagles team that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, that was had a losing record the previous year, then goes, I believe they win 14 games in the regular season, go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's a couple teams that come to mind that could be that team next year. I think for me, it's like, I think the Falcons are one of them. Uh, I think the Philadelphia Eagles with all their first round draft picks on already a good roster is one of the teams that that could be. Um, maybe even the 49ers. I mean, granted, they were in the NFC Championship last year, but still a very stacked roster. Um it, it, it just, you you know, it's the NFL. There's always just something ridiculous and unpredictable that happens uh, every single season. And, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity right now if you're an NFC team. I mean, it just, even with Tom Brady back and even with Aaron Rodgers still around and and some of the other, you know, the Rams, obviously the Super Bowl champs, I mean, it's, it's still a wide-open conference. So someone's going to have to seize this opportunity. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next week because free agency starts on Wednesday. There's obviously rumors about Jimmy G being traded to an AFC team. We'll see if that happens. Uh, Like the shuffling is not over, and this week has already been crazy because we got Russell Wilson to the Broncos, which was like one of the best days of my life. I almost crashed my car when I found that out. Uh, 
then you had Carson Wentz going to Washington and yeah, it's not over. We have a lot of moves left to make. Yeah. This was a fun, uh, pre pre agency cycle. I, I think probably one of the more entertaining ones we've ever seen, uh, Last season we had Matthew Stafford getting traded, which was was definitely entertaining. But this year, you know, you see Russell Wilson moving uh, before free agency even starts, and he's one of the best NFL players in uh, right now. Currently, uh, you have Tom Brady retiring, then uh, announcing that he's coming back, and then you have uh, now the Deshaun Watson news, where he might be on the move soon. So uh, it's just been so much fun so far. And I haven't really, I, I think this free agency cycle could get very, very interesting. I love it. It's kind of starting to remind me of like NBA free agency a little bit where the big name guys are on the move and you got Adam Schefter tweeting uh, Woj bombs pretty much uh, in, in the middle of the day. I mean, you had Amari Cooper get traded too. Like, yeah, all these crazy things have happened. I can't wait Mack. for Wednesday. Khalil Mack got traded. See, I already forgot about that. There's been so many things that happened. Um, <laughs> the AFC West is loading up to be like an all-star division. I I really miss football, Ryan. That's all I'm going to say. I uh, miss it so much right now. Oh, I know. I mean, it's just like it's someone, uh, you know, of course, you know, you read the Twitter comments section, always the best place for... Um, for, you know, accuracy and, and, and non-toxic opinions. Right. But I was, uh, I, I did see a, a tweet underneath the Tom Brady announcement that he's coming back. Pretty much this guy said, Hey Tom, it's selection Sunday, read the room. And you know, it's, it's kind of hard that we're coming on here and we like, aren't we supposed to be talking about who our final four teams are going to be? Yeah. That's what we were all focused on today. Uh, sign up for our box office QBs bracket challenge, by the way. There's our plug. You could win a $25 Amazon gift card. Now back to the show. Um, <laughs> I talked to my my old boss today when the when the news broke and he is a uh, he works in Tampa in the Tampa market. And he's he was like, oh, my God, well, I already know what the top story is going to be tomorrow. So uh, it's crazy. And I. I can only imagine what it's like down there in Florida right now and in New England. Uh, it's just, I can't get my head around it. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you're a Broncos fan. So, I mean, I can only imagine how the mountain country is doing right now. This has got to be so exciting for everybody just to have Russell Wilson uh, now in the conference. And then, of course, you know, right once it was a victory, then all of a sudden the Chargers add Khalil Mack. So it doesn't look like uh, this division is going to be easy for anyone. It was such a euphoric feeling. I'm not going to lie. I was so distracted that day all day long. I was like on this high that I haven't felt since we got Peyton Manning. Like I tried to convince myself that Joe Flacco was that quarterback. I really did. But (laughs) nothing compares to the feeling that I had a few days ago. No, absolutely. And, uh, Wow, it's it, it's just it's just been crazy, and and where do you think? I I mean, wh- what do you look at for Super Bowl contenders? I guess on the AFC right now, we just talked about the NFC. Do, is is there is there a favorite right now? You know, I think it's going to be tough for the Bengals to get back to the Super Bowl just because the AFC is so tough. I, I think you have to go with the Chiefs, especially if they add another weapon this offseason, which. Uh, I've read some tweets that said maybe 
Juju Smith-Schuster is a possibility there, or they add, you know, another top receiver. I think the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Kansas City for a long time, unfortunately Woo. for me. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. I think uh, uh, their division is just going to be tough. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it really – you could say whoever comes out of that division is going to be the favorite. I think Buffalo is going to be one team that you kind of look at as a favorite, and I wouldn't be shocked if we get a shocker out of the AFC North. And I'm not just saying that because I grew up in Baltimore, but, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens reload. I mean, you got a very ticked-off John Harbaugh squad, uh, especially at, after how last season ended. And having a game where a team, I wouldn't say ran up the scoreboard on you, but, you know, threw a deep pass late in the game to uh, achieve a record. And it's just, this is going to be a really ticked off squad. Uh, It was a very hurt squad last year and they could reload. So, I mean, you got the Ravens, you've got uh, the uh, AFC East with, I think the Patriots could make a run this year. It, it really is. It's just another NFL season where I think this field's a lot more wide open than we think it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely can see Baltimore bouncing back it, when you miss Lamar for the amount of time that you guys did. Uh, a healthy season is going to be scary. So I couldn't really tell you <laughs> what, what my early Super Bowl prediction is right now, because it literally could go any way right at this very moment. All right, Jeff, I got a surprise for you. What's that? We're going to have an impromptu movie review right now. Uh-oh. Ryan went out and saw Scream 5 on demand. Finally, see, I've been telling Ryan to watch this movie. Yes. And uh, Paul and Griff, I hope you guys are listening because I really enjoyed this movie. That's breaking I, news. I've said it. I, I was. I, if you listen to our show, I was a uh, big critic of the first Scream. I said it suffered from an identity crisis. I felt like it couldn't decide if it wanted to be a parody comedy or a uh, horror flick. And also, I just thought there was some stuff in there that was a little ridiculous. This one was more grounded. Um, I wouldn't say it was really that scary, but it definitely was thrilling. And I think the one thing that this film did really good at number one, the, the OG cast was used very well in this movie. Um, but also I just think the, uh, what was so strong about it was I think that, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but this is one of the few movies where you really didn't know who the killer was going to be. They, yeah. they did a great job of teasing everybody and making everybody a possibility. I thought one of the killers was obvious, but I'm not, we're not going to get into spoilers unless you want to. I want to, as always, but uh, there isn't. I already spoiled it. How? I already said killers. Ah, oh, that that, and then everyone knew it was going to be two. All right. They, yeah. Hasn't there been two in every movie? There has been two in every movie. So, yeah. if you're a fan of the franchise, Scream Five, we're talking about. <laughs> so we are on this one. But yes, they finally used the OG cast in the best way they could, and in the other movies. There, there's just no real stakes in that. That's what I told Ryan. This one feels like anything could happen to anybody. Let's just put it that way. And I love how they kind of flip the genre on itself, especially during the opening scene, which is like the same in the first four movies. But you have something 
very different go down where this isn't really a big spoiler. If you've seen the trailers, this movie's been out for two months, but <laughs> the girl at the start of the movie that gets attacked survives and is in the rest of the movie. I like that choice. Yeah, as well. <laughs> that was just that. That was just so different from any horror movie. And that's what I loved about it. I was like, okay, well, we already broke one stupid trope. So here we go. I mean, <laughs> let's see what happens. And and yeah, I mean, uh, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, uh, Nev Campbell, all great. And really just, you know, uh, we talked about how some just so bad, how bad some of these horror sequels in this year have been. Uh, I was a huge fan of Halloween 2018, radically disappointed in Halloween Kills. Uh, I had to talk Jeff out of giving Texas Chainsaw a positive review. And then uh, fortunately, I got I got delightfully uh, surprised to see Scream, uh, Scream 5 and really enjoy it. But then, and then again, The Quiet Place Part 2 was awesome, too. But yeah, that that's one of the best horror movies in the last five years for sure. Yeah, it's it right now. It's it's my number two movie I think for 2021. So that's how high I thought of that movie. But uh, Scream Five definitely redeemed some of the other horror disappointments we had. Uh, did did it come out in 2021? It came out in 2022 in January. Ah. This Scream. So well, I guess Texas contender. Chainsaw. Yeah, I guess Texas Chainsaw came out in 2021 too. So it, you know. Or 2022, I should say. So, I, yeah, I, I'm getting a little off track. So, I, I'll just say recent memory horror sequels. But this one was was definitely a win for me. So, I, I'm happy. Paul and Griff, you guys can finally forgive me. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like the new lead actress of this series, I think is great, too. And the, how, how they connect it to the first movie, I thought was very smart. Uh, there, I, th- I think there are some pretty scary scenes in there, though. There's that scene uh, at the deputy's house uh, involving the deputy's son where he's closing all these doors. And then you think that the killer is behind all the doors and yes. it just keeps faking you out. That really got me in theaters. Yes. I kept having to look away from the screen. Great editing. They used um, they like they had the, the, the jump scare tease music kind of playing. And they teased like so many jump scares until they finally pulled one off. And I thought that was a, a really brilliantly shot and brilliantly directed scene. So big props to the crew for that one. For sure. For sure. All right. My impromptu score is going to be high starter. Uh, go out and see it. I really highly suggest it. I think anyone who's been a fan of that franchise will easily be satisfied. Uh, and if you're just a horror movie fan in general, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a high starter too. Uh, I mean, you could you could watch the first one or you could watch this one. I like this one a lot better, like Ryan, and I like the first one. So there's my impromptu review. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeff, for letting me spring that on you. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for letting us spring this random podcast on you. Uh, Jeff and I got on this one with no preparation whatsoever. We're just kind of winging this one. So we're still taking it in just like you are. Tom Brady's like Ghostface. He always comes back. Exactly. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us for another episode of Good Friends and Real Talk. Please check out our website. Check out our social media. Fill out one of our brackets for your chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you later.